Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The Supreme Court issued an emergency ruling that for now keeps the abortion pill access available. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, this was an emergency ruling, not a full-blown briefed or argued case that the Supreme Court issued on a Friday afternoon in which a split decision voted to temporarily block a lower court's injunction. The lower court had issued an injunction against the FDA regarding its approval of mifepristone, the so-called RU486, or the abortion drug, if you will. And that case then immediately went up to the Court of Appeals. The Court of Appeals actually blocked some of that temporary injunction, but allowed some of it to move forward. And then that was uh, directed immediately to the U.S. Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said that the case could continue, uh, and the injunction, however, would be temporarily lifted while the case is continuing. There's an expedited ruling that will be happening at the Court of Appeals in the meantime. Uh, this is a ping-pong ball bouncing back and forth. It goes all the way back to 2000 when the FDA improperly approved the drug mifepristone with the issue of legitimate safety concerns, according to the judge. judge said that there were legitimate safety concerns, and nevertheless, the FDA, with political pressure not based upon scientific data, along with these legitimate safety concerns, nevertheless approved this drug mifepristone. Then again, they modified it, and uh, that modification uh, under the Biden administration allowed it to be sold essentially uh, over-the-counter, if you will. And uh, so there's two different aspects of this. The case is now moving quickly in the Court of Appeals. As we speak today, however, uh, the access to that abortion pill is still available because of what the Supreme Court just did. I think it's important to clarify because you think, okay, the Supreme Court just overturned Roe and the Casey decisions last year. Why wouldn't they automatically stop this abortion pill? But if you're really looking at the FDA and its approval, I think that's really, if you get into the details, that's really what this case is about, right? Yeah, it's about the approval process. And so now we're 2023 and you find out this goes all the way back to 2020. Why did it take so long? The judge actually addressed that. This case actually began in 2002, just within two years after that approval by the FDA. And it's the FDA that actually drugged this case out for so many years, 20 years or so, in order to get it to the point where it was decided by the district judge. Uh, this district judge uh, found that the FDA approval process violated the law, and therefore, even though it's uh, more than two decades after the approval in 2000, uh, nevertheless, it violated the law and paused it. Uh, this sent shockwaves through the pro-abortion community and through the pharmaceutical community. 
And at the same time, on the same day that this was decided, in fact, it was on Good Friday that this lower court decision was decided, there was another court in another jurisdiction in Washington state where a number of attorney generals from Democratic uh, states or Democratic attorney generals filed suit, and that judge issued an injunction that was contrary, saying that the FDA should not change anything while the case was progressing, and that case is going to go through trial. Well, the other case out of Texas was going to go through trial as well. At any rate, what happened is it was appealed to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, in a two-to-one decision, uh, partially reversed the injunction, but partially also, but also affirmed part of that injunction, and that is a subsequent action by the FDA, which altered the drug to essentially over-the-counter, if you will. Right. And this gives you an idea of where the Biden administration is coming from. Of course, we, we've seen this very clearly all through COVID, but the Biden administration argued in its petition to the Supreme Court that unprecedented lower court orders countermanding the FDA's scientific judgment would unleash regulatory chaos by making all of the metapristone on the market now mislabeled and unapproved. Okay, first of all, the FDA's scientific judgment, I think we've seen some of that so-called scientific judgment, but to say that it's going to unleash chaos is pretty uh, telling. Well, if you go back and look at uh, the FDA, take it outside of this abortion drug. And in fact, we did a press release on this mm -hmm. where we overviewed some of the history of the FDA approvals of a wide variety of drugs. All those drugs that approved that then had to recall them because they were harmful. And most of what was recalled was not because the FDA voluntarily woke mm -hmm. up one day and did its own scientific research. To the contrary, right. most of those drugs were withdrawn. And there's a long list of them. Uh, in fact, you can go find them on Wikipedia. They're there. Uh, there's a long list of these drugs. And they are well-known drugs. Uh, if you read that list, you'll recognize these drugs. Or go to our press release. It's even better. <laughs> if you go to our press <laughs> yeah. release uh, at lc.org, you'll mm -hmm. find it in the archive section. This, uh, and actually, I think you'll find it in our lc.org forward slash vaccine page mm -hmm. under FDA. You'll find right. it there where we put the press release. And we've linked all those drugs to that. We linked all the drugs. So those, all those drugs... Uh, well-known drugs, drugs that you will have heard of before. Some of them you may not have, but many of them you did hear about, you knew about them. Some of those drugs you may have taken, or you knew somebody who did take those drugs or who had these drugs prescribed. These were FDA-approved drugs. These were not vaccines. These were drugs, medications, pain medications, other kinds of medications. And they even solicited Olympic athletes and movie stars and a wide variety of people to promote these kinds of drugs about how they're so wonderful, how they allowed them to continue at their high level of athletic competition. And then we find that there are people who are injured and die from these drugs. And there's a lot of lawsuits because pharmaceutical companies can be sued for causing harm by virtue of the drugs, but not, unfortunately, with regards to vaccines. So a lot of these lawsuits began percolating around the country, and the FDA had no choice but to restrict them and then eventually withdraw them from the market. So when you look at that, you don't have a whole lot of weight for the FDA's so-called scientific information. And 
the judge in the lower court here said that there was legitimate safety concerns that the FDA knew about, but they overrode those and they approved it anyway. Absolutely. I mean, it not only kills the unborn children, but the evidence is very clear is causing um, you know, great harm to women. I mean, bleeding and some of these uh, pregnancies are ectopic pregnancies, things like that, that are that are very harmful to the women that they don't advertise that. They just say, and they Here, don't take realize, they, they're told that this particular medication can cause bleeding. So when they have bleeding, they just think it's part of the medication causing the abortion. Right. What they don't realize is that they may be one of those 1% of pregnancies that actually have an ectopic tubal pregnancy. So they don't get checked for it, and consequently the bleeding continues. They just think it's part of this medication killing the baby in preparation for it being expelled from the body. But what in fact is happening is that they are on the verge of death, and that's why some of these women die, because they have this ectopic pregnancy that's not treated, and they don't even think about it because they think this uh, bleeding is normal for this medication. I think about Abby Johnson, and, you know, she was the former manager of a Planned Parenthood, and she did the chemical abortion in one of her abortions, and she almost bled to death. And, of course, now she speaks out against that, but it's just so common. They just hear, take a pill, go home, you know, it'll be okay, you'll have some bleeding, and that's it. Well, Justice Alito and Clarence Thomas dissented in this particular situation. They would not have granted the FDA's request for an injunction pending appeal. And in fact, uh, Justice Alito wrote, at present, the applicants, meaning the FDA, are not entitled to a stay because they have not shown that they are likely to suffer irreparable harm in the interim. Our two faithful justices. Yes, and Alito says that the lower... uh, Federal Court of Appeals has expedited the case, oral argument is set for May the 17, and consequently there will be a decision after that. The case then would likely go back to the U.S. Supreme Court. It's a major case It's because about half of the abortions now are being done through this chemical abortion, through various right. kinds of pills, including this mifepristone. More than half, actually, yeah. About 52 percent or yeah. so, uh, and those numbers continue to climb. And uh, now they're even likely more going to climb. Despite the fact, however, there is a reduction in abortions across the country because of the Supreme Court's decision. The fight for life continues. We're right in the middle of it. Go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash life. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved.